Hello, I'm Katie. I'm Caitlin, and this is Social Norms, a podcast dedicated to the baddest of the B-movies and the cultiest of the classics. Uh, this week we will be discussing the 1958 treasure attack of the puppet people, which is a horror, <laughs> um, sci-fi, musical? kind of a musical, yeah. but surprisingly it's also, you know, got some pretty impressive contributions to American society, <laughs> so that should be fun to talk about. But first, we never actually explained what the term NARM is. Katie, do you want to clue in our guests uh, since right now our yeah. title is just an inaccessible pop culture <laughs> reference yeah yeah um so yeah so narm the term narm actually means that when something is supposed to be serious like the the message that they're trying to give is supposed to be serious but due to the acting or lack thereof uh <laughs> it's it just is really funny it's just hilarious yes. and uh that's kind of what we're all about the word itself narm <laughs> comes from comes from the hbo show uh Six Feet Under, which was actually a wonderful show. Like you know, critics loved it. Had a lot of diehard fans. But during the during the finale, uh, spoiler alert: when one of the characters, Nate, is dying from I think it was a brain aneurysm or something, he starts off and being like, "Oh, my arm is numb, numb arm." But then it just like quickly, <laughs> quickly turns into like nonsensical garbage, and he just goes, "Narm, narm," and then he <laughs> dies. Really funny. It was, he's a <laughs> beloved character. It should have been a really sad moment. But even. Even fans of the show I had to admit that was hilarious. <laughs> That's where that came from. It's a good word. It, it, it's, a, it's a necessary word. So, we filled that lexical gap. <laughs> so, Attack of the Puppet People. Yeah, let's give a little summary as to what that was all about. I don't, can you dive into that one? I can't. Okay. Summary well, of... it starts out with <clears throat> the main character. Sally. 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 Right. She looked a lot like Nicole Kidman, except she chooses better movies to be in. <laughs> Ouch. I hope Nicole's not listening. Did you see the invasion? I didn't. I chose not to on that one. But... <laughs> this live track is being provided by my friend Christy, who I watched the invasion with a while ago. <laughs> it was so bad. Was... <laughs> anyway, <laughs> summary. Um, not Nicole Kidman, the main character. Mm-hmm. So it starts out, she's applying for a job at a place called Dolls Incorporated, mm-hmm. which is our first major red flag. <laughs> But she, she totally, she starts out super scared, and that's the only time in the movie where the music is actually yeah. intense. Yeah, she goes to apply for this job at Dolls Incorporated, and it turns out, <laughs> surprise, the owner of Dolls Incorporated is kind of a creep. Huh. No, in the beginning, he's <laughs> Who got his classy that? little cardigan, and he, he's like Mr. Rogers. He's so nice. Uh, I mean, he progressively gets... Okay, like, I don't know how you feel about dolls, <laughs> but I think the only thing creepier than dolls... Are people who are really into dolls, <laughs> and he yeah, I mean, yeah. is really into dolls. So it starts Only out because he's so lonely. He I don't want to give away the ending. He's lonely. But he's so, lonely. <laughs> so okay, Nicole Kidman goes to apply for a job at um, at Dolls Incorporated, and she's like, "Hey, uh, can I work here?" And he's like, "Yes, please." Actually, no, no, no. Wait, back up. She doesn't. He have to convince her. Like she gets up there and she's already. Yeah. Super well, scared. I mean, she goes there for the job, but then realizes that this guy's kind of weird and tries to back out. And he's like, "Nope, you work here now." <laughs> and then uh, somehow she ends up dating this guy after one conversation that because was like a, yeah, because she's about... a female in a 1950s mm-hmm. movie. So our damsel meets our only male <laughs> <laughs> in the movie. Damsel meets our. <laughs> What was Bob? Only me. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what happens. So, okay. That's what happens in real life. Surprise, uh, the owner of this doll company is the bad guy. He shrinks Bob, not Nicole Kidman's lover, 
and <laughs> not Nicole Kidman. <laughs> That's her name now. Uh-huh. Not Nicole Kidman. And um and it's like, hey, your your fiance, boyfriend, whatever, left you. That was so sad. For a it was second, sad. We were... I felt for her. Yeah. But no, he just just shrunk, and then <laughs> Sally, not Nicole Kidman, also gets shrunk, and then he makes them reenact Jekyll and Hyde, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then they oh. get away, and then he's sad. Yeah. Is that summed up pretty well? Yep, well done. Mm -hmm. There's a cat. Oh my gosh, so many cats. They do become full size again at the end. Yeah, they... Just the two of them, because they ditched their friends who are just wandering around (laughs) the city and, yeah, never ever make it... There were a lot of dolls. I feel like... Okay, we digress. bucket of heads that he had. (laughs) (laughs) We're digressing a bit. (laughs) Basically, these people get shrunk by a doll maker... They get away after reenacting Jekyll and Hyde and dancing and singing because it's also a musical. And then yeah, they become full size. <laughs> my living no. doll is beautiful. So cool. Anyway, they become full size and run away, and the doll maker is still sad. All of this happened, by the way, because the doll maker's wife left him. Uh, Emma was her name. I remember that. Yeah. Emma. You know, oh, so the, thing about, the thing about bad movies is... I think this is one of the key ingredients of bad movies. It's not always about, like, bad special effects. Because there are a lot of good movies that have bad special effects. The Birds. Like, that's a classic movie. It's a wonderful movie, but, I mean, it's in the 50s. <laughs> the, the special effects aren't impressive, but it's Hitchcock. It's it's wonderful. Um, Troll Hunter. <laughs> Troll Hunter. Great movie. Terrible special effects. Look it up. You should watch it. But, okay, I think what really makes a bad horror movie a bad horror movie is the completely inappropriate reactions of people in them okay yeah yeah the very first thing another first thing but she uh what's it not nicole kidman Mm -hmm. she is alarmed remember when she's talking to bob in the beginning she's alarmed by the fact that this guy talks to not not by the fact that he talks to the dolls because at this point she knows or i guess she she doesn't know there's something about franz (laughs) that's his Uh, name yeah franz um she sort of knows, I guess, but she doesn't ever think it's weird that he talks to these small dolls. And Everyone's they talk totally back. cool with the fact that the dolls are talking. Yeah, but yeah, this whole movie is built on inappropriate reactions. Mm-hmm. First of all, Franz's wife leaves him, so he's like, "Oh, you know what I should do? Most people would like get a cat or start drinking, but Franz is <laughs> the like the appropriate reaction. <laughs> the appropriate reaction. <laughs> but Franz is like, I'm gonna start shrinking people so they can't leave me anymore. So sad, Franz." And then, see, that's an over, over-the-top reaction. And then not Nicole Kidman's like, oh, you shrunk me. You talk to dolls? Weird. <laughs> Dang it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, attack of the puppet people. Yeah. Okay, that's where the first, the first logical inconsistency in this movie <laughs> is in the title. <laughs> They're just starting it off, you know, starting on a good foot. Yeah. Um, on a good foot? Is on that a, a phrase? <laughs> Good foot. That sounds like a, somebody I grew up with, but I don't think it is. I mean, good foot. Good foot. Mr. Goodfoot. <laughs> attack. They do not attack. They just go try. for it yeah. uh, right away as far as the inconsistencies go. Attack of the puppet people. There's no attacking. No one attacks anyone. In fact, even Franz, who, when he does that harsh chest point to Bob, and when he's yeah. you know, trying to corner him or whatever, even that, he's very calm. One of the problems with the effects in this is that, um, <laughs> obviously, since they were, you know... Yeah, they're supposed to be like really small people and the normal sized people. Scale. So they couldn't ah. they, they couldn't film it at the same time. So a lot of the times when a regular sized person is talking to one of the small people, they're like not actually making eye contact. And when they're supposed to be like touching each other, they're just kind of like off by a few inches. <laughs> Which yeah. I love. I loved that. Oh, man. Yeah, let's talk about the director of this film because oh, after you. because uh, 
He, here's a fun fact. His name his name is uh, Bert I. Gordon. Right? Ira. The I stands for Ira. Does it? Mm-hmm. Oh, is he a Libra? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Check out our first episode for that one. <laughs> Katie uh, doesn't know how to pronounce Libra. It's um, Libra. It's... Uh, okay, but this director has the distinction, has the, the wonderful honor of um, having the most movies ever featured on Mystery Science Theater 3000, which I, you know, own that up, which I think, okay, Bert I. Gordon, most movies on Mystery Science Theater, I think that earns him the title Notorious (laughs) B.I.G. Ayo! (laughs) I've been sitting on that one for a while, I'll be honest. The whole movie, not much happens in an hour and a half. There's a lot of a lot of words and not a lot of you know yeah. plot furthering. Yeah. But I think the reason for this, Bert, notorious B.I.G., uh, his first job right out of film school or college. I don't know if he actually went to film school, but his first, <laughs> hmm, uh. <laughs> <laughs> probably not film school. Uh. But his first job out of college, his job was to uh, edit down you know feature length British movies down to a half an hour. <laughs> Uh, well done for like syndication <laughs> gotcha so continuity isn't really his thing <laughs> <laughs> oh so let's talk about how um uh the, the role of women throughout this movie because the first little gem that we got to experience <laughs> was the when he was showing off his dolls when the when um not nicole kidman walks in and he says this one is a bride this one is a nurse <laughs> And this one is a housewife, so you can see <laughs> all walks of all life. walks of life are here. <laughs> so you hear that, women? Don't don't do anything, you know, that will stretch your minds. Just just be. I'm not saying a nurse isn't, but like, don't be, don't be. God a, bless nurses, don't, Katie. <laughs> don't be. A, don't be a lawyer. Don't be a man. Also, don't do anything. <laughs> we just have Christy here to like reassure us that we're actually funny. <laughs> Which is good. Oh, another pity you can't model it for us. <laughs> another funny thing about the director, Notorious B.I.G. Bert. Bertie. It's funny because the movies like he did before this included um, the Amazing Colossal Man, uh, <laughs> Village, Village of the Giants, and War of the Colossal Beasts. Okay, Colossal Man, Colossal size. Beasts. Not only, okay, all this, all those movies up to this point were about giant people, right? <laughs> not only could he not think of original plot, he couldn't even think of another adjective other than colossal. <laughs> like, and then he's like, oh man, I've done three movies about giants. I really need to shake it up a little bit. I know! <laughs> small people! Who, by the way, aren't puppets. No, They're yeah, just we forgot to talk small. about that. Not puppets. Not at all. Nor do they attack. attack of the puppet people. It should really just be called small man who people. Man uh, who shrinks. It's like, well, that gives people. away everything that's ha- like snakes on a plane. <laughs> Yeah, on a ledge. that pretty much sums it up. <laughs> <laughs> even that, though, was even less original than you could think, because in 1957 is when um, The Incredible Shrinking Man came out. And that, uh, Birdie. And that was like, you know, that was a very successful movie. That was very good. And, um, and so then they were like, oh, wow, that did well. Hurry, we need to... <laughs> we gotta do that, too. And so I think this movie was made in, like, a few months, because they're doing it just for the sake of, you know, capitalizing on the success of The Incredible Shrinking Man. The Incredible Shrinking Man, by the way, and this movie as well, a lot of movies in the 1950s uh, reflected what was going on culturally, because look at The Incredible Shrinking Man, and it's all about 
radioactive mist that like shrinks people. This one's all about like a ra- radioactive machine that shrinks people. There's a lot of like fear going on during that time period about you know what radioactivity was and what it could do along with you know, like the Cold War. And I just thought that was kind of interesting. Hmm. Also, the end, the very end, where Sally has to act with uh, Doctor Doctor Jekyll. Yeah, there's a scene. Probably. <laughs> there's a scene where Franz Franz. France, France, not Nicole Kidman. Also, Franny. not Nicole Kidman. Everyone in this movie is not Nicole Kidman. <laughs> the antagonist. <laughs> There's a scene. We forgot to mention this in the summary. His plan was to kill all of them and then kill oh, himself. Yeah. That was kind of important. Yeah. <laughs> the scene where uh, right before Franz is about to kill all of his little doll people and then kill himself first, he's like, you know, you know what we should do? Reenact Jekyll and Hyde. That's symbolic. It's probably what it felt like to work with Bert. Yeah, he has them hooked up like marionettes. He's like, I'm pretty sure. No, you want to try that again. You're a little wooden. (laughs) (laughs) Can we talk about that little girl that showed up for a few minutes? That she was a brat. This girl shows up to the doll maker's lair. Which, by the way, you would expect. From the plot, you'd expect him to have some, like, secret, like, creepy lair, right? Mm-hmm. Dolls Incorporated is, like, in an office building with other businesses. <laughs> and not even, like, in the basement or on no. the top floor. He's on the fifth floor, and there it, are six floors. It looks like a respectable place, yes, like, except for very... all the dolls and, like, body parts lying around. Do you remember the big legs hanging in the back? They weren't even doll legs, which yeah. would have been worse. But Why would he but... even have... Those. Human-sized legs hanging in the. But there's one scene where this random little girl shows up to Dolls Incorporated, and um, and she has she's holding a doll that doesn't have a head, and she's holding its head in her other hand, and she's like, "My doll ran into the street," mm-hmm. which made me shudder. Okay, mm-hmm. like I, <laughs> this movie wasn't really scary, but it was deeply unsettling for me. I kind of have a little bit of a phobia when it comes to dolls. I'm not completely. I'm not completely blaming Toy Story, but when I was a kid, after I watched Toy Story, I had a dream that all my toys came to life and tried to kill me, and ever since... Also, I think there's just something inherently creepy about dolls. Is that just me? No. How do you feel about... Oh, I I just... They're not really my thing to begin with. Like, when I was a kid, I didn't have a whole lot of dolls. They weren't really... I have a Rosie O'Donnell doll. (laughs) Yes, you do. It's still in its package and everything. (laughs) Uh, I'm not joking. (laughs) She's not joking. But when you think friend about when you think, think about dolls in general, it's kind Good of, of kind of shut up about your Rosie O'Donnell doll. <laughs> when you think about dolls in general, it's kind of gross. Like you 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 teach your children how to control small people, <laughs> how to manipulate, how to manipulate a person <laughs> at a very young age. <laughs> yeah, but this, yeah, so this girl walks in and she's like, "My doll ran into the street," to which I responded, Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> and then and then Franz is just like, "Oh, you know what you need to do when your dolls misbehave? Just give them a good spanking." To which we responded, Ugh. "Oh gosh, that to me was the climax of the film." <laughs> That was uh, that was the height of my emotional discomfort. Uh, oh man! Not that anything really happens after that. They just not really no leave. And that stupid cat in the matchbox. That was adorable. Okay, he shrinks the cat. No, but she just like shook him around a little bit. <laughs> that poor little cat was probably long gone. Friends oh. shrinks this little cat so that his living dolls will have company, and it's the cutest <laughs> thing ever. I don't even like cats, but he keeps this one in a matchbox. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> You guys can't see the little dance that she just did, but... <laughs> I'm, I'm fanning myself. <laughs> Let's talk 
talk about some of the possible themes Ooh, of this. Yes, because, mm-hmm. okay, if I had to explain this to someone, which is what I have to do right now, that's what <laughs> actually the whole it's point fine. of this podcast. <laughs> if I were to explain this to someone, I would have to describe it as Toy Story meets The Walking Dead meets Horton Hears a Who meets the Hostel franchise. <laughs> it's like if Eli Roth directed Toy Story. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the point of this was. Mm-mm. You? Hard to say. No. Uh, clean but... up, clean up your toys. Yeah, clean up your toys. Believe. Well, you know, I was thinking when the little girl was talking because she obvi- it reminded me. Have you ever read The Turn of the Screw? No. No, you haven't. Sounds dramatic. It's super dramatic. Like sands in the hourglass. <laughs> I don't actually know that monologue because I don't watch soap operas. Yes, anyway, keep don't, going. don't deny. Anyway, but uh, I think it's by Henry These Henry James. It's a uh, like some short story. But anyway, in the in the short story, it was a while ago when I read it. But it was uh, these little kids are aware that there are ghosts, but like everyone else is freaking out as they should. But these two little kids, his brother and sister, are like yeah, we know they're ghosts. Like no big deal. And maybe I, maybe I kids are creepy. I, I, I mean they aren't. Yeah, kids are creepy. Cre- kids are creepier than that's, dolls that's in my kind opinion. Of... <laughs> Uh, it's close. Yeah, it's close. close That's kind close. of a horror trope, though. Like the kids are always like pretty chill about their the ghosts in their house. I don't know. It it creeps me out for sure. Mm-hmm. Did Franny remind you of Hannibal Lecter? He reminded me more of Mister Rogers with his cute little cardigan. Hannibal Lecter wasn't as sad yeah. as Fran, but they're Franz, both so Fran. Franny, I can't Franny. remember if it was... Yeah, Franny's fine. Not Nicole Kidman, Franny, Bobbio, and Birdie did a great job. In Why do you movie. need a nickname for Bob? Because who names their kid Bob without calling him Bobby? Don't, they name him... Ugh, fine, fair do you have, do nobody you calls him it? Bobbio. No, that's fine. <laughs> Let it lie. Anyway. I want to talk about how movies, especially horror movies, always villainize logical people. You know what I mean? Like, somebody... Okay, imagine this. Someone comes up to you and they're like, Hey, I need your help. My boss is turning people into puppets. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You'd be like, no, he's not. <laughs> but in a movie, when someone, like, demands evidence or uses their critical thinking skills, they're the bad guy for it. Like, wow, why doesn't that cop believe this crazy lady? That's ridiculous. <laughs> he totally should. Another That's lesson. the moral of There's the story. theme. There it is. <laughs> also, a person's a person, no matter how small... small. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah don't work for a doll maker. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some pretty funny reviews of this on Netflix and mm. uh, yes, please, and uh, IMDb. Uh, a couple of my favorites here. There's one one scene in this right where. A dog like is barking at them. That's, he's like, it looks like he's about to run after him, but he just barks at him. And but the the dog is on uh, is on the movie poster for this. Oh. Uh, one of the one of the reviews just says the dog wasn't in it enough. Ciao. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Italian stranger. That was literally his only criticism <laughs> for this movie. Ciao. Needs more dog. <laughs> Needs more pepper on that. Also, here's Ciao. another here's another <laughs> quote from this time from an IMDb user: "A clever way to keep your friends close." Oh, uh, oh my gosh! <laughs> uh, 
Um, uh, the review in its entirety did not seem to have any trace of irony to it. Uh, I'm so anxious. That that guy watched the movie, and whenever Franz was, like, recommending you spank your dolls or, like, Mm -hmm. talking to his doll, he was like, yeah, I can get behind that. That makes sense. (laughs) Gross, gross, gross. Let's talk about this. The musical number in this. Yeah. This was more of a musical than a horror <clears throat> film. It was. I thought at this point when Franny asked the one of the little doll ladies to sing, I thought, okay, now we're finally going to see that he's like a really bad guy. Yeah, I thought it was going to be... this point... It could have been really creepy. Like, you know, he's already like kind of forced them to dance and like mm-hmm. reenact Jekyll and Hyde and he's mm-hmm. like, you're going to sing whether you want to or not. But yeah. then she's like, oh, okay. he insists. She becomes like that person at the party that's like, oh, What's up? well, What's I, wasn't, the guitar? <laughs> I wasn't planning on performing, but mm, okay. So and then just plan. like <laughs> sings this great jazz number. <laughs> Granted, it was called My Living Doll, which was oh, creepy. Catchy, though. It was <laughs> super catchy. It's going to be stuck in it for weeks. Do you remember when he, when Franny burns the the paper in the tube? Yeah. It was like they kept trying to convince the audience that this is... No, no, no. This, these little people in the tube, they're not paper. These are these are real dolls. Yeah, no. after he shrinks Bob, after he shrinks his first few people, he keeps them in these clear plastic tubes, right? But um, when they're in the tubes, they're obviously just photographs of these people that have been cut out and, like, taped inside the tube. <laughs> which, fine, I'll give it to you. It was 1958. Whatever. But, um, they kept, like, trying to convince the audience that they they looked realistic. <laughs> people would keep picking up the tubes and be like, this is so lifelike! And, and then, like, yeah. hold it <laughs> up to the camera. <laughs> be like, see? It's lifelike. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> so, you know how in, uh, <clears throat> in most... TV shows when there's a, like a obviously a bad guy, he tends to reveal his plan. Like yeah, plan. yeah, that's a pretty common staple. Yeah, you know, the, so, uh, the villain shares all of his evil plan mm-hmm. while his victims, like you know, are mm-hmm. incapable mm-hmm. of doing anything about it. Right. Listen helplessly. But but lol, they're totally not incapable, and then they usually triumph in <laughs> the end. But the point is though, Franny, uh, my boyfriend, he. Uh, <laughs> has a slide projector. He pulls out a slide projector. All ready to go. And he's like, well, if you really want to know what I'm going to do next, let me just, let me just show you. I have this helpful diagram. <laughs> uh, he, another science lesson. The science lessons. Yeah, exactly. And, and everything. Okay, but here's the bombshell I've been waiting to drop. <laughs> what you don't know about this movie is that it saved America. <laughs> A bombshell. That was my bombshell. But really, this is crazy. <laughs> um, from multiple sources have told me this. Not just Wikipedia. Not just Wikipedia. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> this is, let me set the scene for you. 1972, Watergate Hotel. Heard of it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. So the five Watergate burglars are like doing their thing. You know, the biggest scandal in American history. But the the one the one burglar who was supposed to be supposed to be the lookout. Surprise! Uh, Attack of the Puppet People is on Channel Twenty, and he gets Alfred Baldwin was his name. Alfred Baldwin gets caught up watching Attack of the Puppet People instead of being the lookout, and uh, and fails to warn the rest of the burglars that the police have arrived. This movie is responsible for the arrest <laughs> of the Watergate burglars. <laughs> ah! You're welcome, America," said <laughs> says Bert says Notorious B.I.G. <laughs> It's also a shameless plug for the movie <laughs> The Amazing Colossal Man. There's one scene where 
um, Bob and not Nicole Kidman go out to a drive-in movie, which is funny because this was a drive-in movie. It was the B movie after an A feature, obviously. But they go to see, surprise, The Amazing Colossal Man. And it's not like some hidden Easter egg that like <laughs> fans of The Amazing Colossal Man would maybe pick up on. They're trying to plan they it clearly, in your mind to go see. They clearly like show you a scene from The Amazing Colossal Man, <laughs> and it's the scene where The Amazing Colossal Man is like, you might as well hang up a poster that says, come see The Amazing Colossal Man. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Are you trying to tell us do you, something? Do you know what I want to go see? I want to go see The Amazing Colossal Man. That looks really good. I don't know what it is. It's just the they first five minutes. Time. The first five minutes feels like a horror film, and mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie, it's pretty creepy for a few minutes. But then after that, the soundtrack goes from like horror music to like this upbeat like jazz number that just makes you want to dance. And I'm like, hey, being pencil sized doesn't doesn't sound too bad. They weren't necessarily pencil sized though. They they were all kinds of sizes. Yeah. They were... Scale is hard, okay? It was nineteen fifty eight. I don't know how much math had been invented then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, their size is not exactly consistent. I, I think in the beginning, Sally is one of the few characters has pretty good judgment. She picks up on the red flags mm-hmm. when he's like, hey, meet my dolls. Yeah. And she's like, I should leave. Mm-hmm. I lo- my favorite character was the cat that chases them that one time, which is a scene right out of The Incredible Shrinking Man, is by the really? way. And uh, But the cat, instead of like, I don't know, getting a cat to meow, which I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll hand it to you. Training cats isn't something you could just do. But the cat, is the sound it makes is clearly just someone yelling, Meow! <laughs> no. Meow! It, yeah, there it is. Sorry. <laughs> Meow! There it is. I'm so sorry. Last week you got to hear my Chewbacca impression. This week you just get that. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Sally's like, well, he kind of forces her to work for him. He's like, well... Um, I know I'm really creepy, but if you stay, then I'll, I'll try to make it worth your while. Hint, hint, yeah. wink, wink. Well, he was a creepy... He wasn't seducing her. <laughs> wink, wink. Oh, is that what that sounded like? I'll make it worth your while. Yeah, that's <laughs> what that sounded like. Really? I don't think so. No, I'm not, I'm not big on picking up on social cues. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, yeah. <laughs> you had a puppet for a while. <laughs> Chester, I did. <laughs> I he was so cute. You like okay, shut up for a second because you're not gonna you're gonna make it seem like it is actually creepy. It's not creepy. It, I had this puppet slash coin purse. Like like the people slash... in this movie, it wasn't actually a puppet. <laughs> it's just a coin purse. Yeah, the people in the movie weren't coin, coin purses. Purse. <laughs> it was a little. It was. <laughs> but you get what I'm trying to say. <laughs> like, Neither ugh. Katie's puppet nor the puppets in this movie. That I'm doing air quotes really... right now. <laughs> None of them are puppets. <laughs> Would have been a weird twist to the movie if he Franny just. You know, tipped over the people and unzipped them and ripped out their change and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been better. Yeah, it would have been better. I would have been. It would have been a lot clearer whether whether or not it was a horror movie. It would have actually been. Anyway, so my coin purse. Chester. Though, it's just it's just a coin purse and a puppet, and it's super. She cute. talks to it. It's only around you, not not well, maybe about herself. Let's talk it's about really the cute. ending. It's a line. Let's talk about the ending of this movie or lack thereof. It ends with them leaving. Mm-hmm. They somehow... How did they unshrink themselves? Okay, you're right, because in the beginning, when the first time that they tried to unshrink themselves, it, didn't it work. took, like, six people... Well, actually, the girls were sitting in the sidelines, because, you know, they're ladies. So Women! They, yeah. 
Broads. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> but everybody else, it took all of them to check, to make this thing work. And then at the end, it was like, yeah, I guess we can do so it. So it ends with them somehow returning to normal size. And then they leave, and Franz says, please don't leave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. This movie made me feel some things. Yeah. Disgust. Which is... <laughs> Deep discomfort. Um, <laughs> but for real, though, even but that was as creepy, sad. As, creepy as Franny was, he was just lonely. His wife left him. Not that they did anything wrong by leaving him alone. Cause, like, yeah, well done, To Emma. be fair, <laughs> he did turn them into dolls. Yeah. All in all. Well, national treasure. National treasure, mm-hmm. yeah. All in all, I'd give this... I don't, I don't know how to rate these movies, to be honest. Uh, yeah. Three... Cats. There were like four cats. In the movie, <laughs> so that's three out of four cats. Not three. bad. <laughs> I give this movie three out of four cats. Mm-hmm. That means whatever you want it to. <laughs> um, but you know, if you're into, if you're into, oh, I don't know what I'm whatever about. that movie was. If you're into whatever that was, if you're into dolls or mm-hmm. people who like dolls, or you know what, I don't really want to be your friend if yeah. that's true. But you should watch this movie. Mm-hmm. Beware though, there's not enough dog. Yeah, so you really should watch this movie, though. (laughs) You only think that about Robinson, (laughs) We should be done. (laughs) This has been Social Narms. I'm Caitlin. I almost said Katie. We hang out too much. Sometimes I get my name mixed up with yours. (laughs) This has been Social Narms. I am definitely Caitlin. (laughs) Um, I'm, uh, Katie. (laughs) Katie, I'm Katie. And you know what? That movie just didn't have enough dog. Ciao. Ciao. If I, if I beatbox right now, can you rap about the movie we just saw? Yes. I got my boy Franny up in here, yo. He's all about this dolls and this doll making yo. I got yo. Yeah. He's, I can't. Caitlin, wait, let me think about it and then we'll pretend like. It's- <laughs>